Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is tea time. Yeah. Making a difference. One cup at a time. Yeah. This is tea time. Yeah. Making a difference. One cup at a time. So be sure to grab your tea, grab a seat, and tune in to Miss Liz. Tea time, making a difference. One cup at a time. Tea time, yeah. Well, good afternoon and welcome back to Tea Time. We are here for the second Tea Time of November 2nd. That's right. We are already in November. And I have the incredible writer, director, producer, actress, American playwright, storyteller, speaker, you name it all. I have it all. Dee Dee Banks Johnson is in the house and we're going to talk about her personal journey. And as you've seen in the little intro video, we're going to do God's plan. We're going to share how she got to where she is today. So there's going to be a little, maybe some trigger warning. So Miss Liz will have her trigger warning up, but I want everyone to go grab your tea, grab your coffee, grab a glass of wine, whatever you would like to have and share this tea time out. Go to the YouTube channel, give it a quick subscribe if you haven't already. Ring that little bell so you're notified when all these incredible tea times go up. And let's just make a difference together because that's what we do with Tea Time is you make a difference. So let's get the disclaimer and I'm going to read Didi's full bio because this woman has an incredible bio and I feel that it needs to be fully read. And 
while you're waiting, let's just keep sharing this tea time out to all your friends and loved ones out there and whoever it may resonate with. Disclaimer for Miss Liz's Tea Time Live Show. Miss Liz, myself, is going live using StreamYard. Before leaving a comment, please grant StreamYard permission to see your name at StreamYard.com. Please be advised that the content brought forward for any Tea Time show hosted by myself, Miss Liz, is always brought forward in good faith. However, it may bring forward dialogues and opinions that are not representative of my platform. The facts and information are perceived to be accurate at the giving time of airing. All Tea Time guests and audience participants are responsible for using their good judgment in taking any action that may relate to the discussion. The content brought forward may include discussions for some where they may be emotionally at risk. It is significant to know that this, to know that this show is engaging in discussion forms only to offer inspire awareness and connection and is not providing therapeutical advice. If you have any questions about the disclaimer or the panelist discussion, you may freely contact me, Miss Liz, through my email at bookiemissliz at gmail.com. Moving forward, should you choose to voluntarily participate in today's show in any aspect, I myself, Miss Liz, welcomes you. And should you decide that your the show is not made for you at this time, I respect those wishes and we'll see you at a later show at a later date and time. And again, all tea time shows are done on Thursday. 10, 3, and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget the time has switched for some countries and for Canada, it is switching on Sunday. So the time is going back one hour, we fall back. So make sure to check that out to stay tuned to Miss Liz's uh, time slots. If you see tea time on a Monday or Tuesday, it's a rescheduled tea time or it's a special guest or a special appearance coming on. So now I wanna give you a little bit on who Dee Dee is. Well, I've already told you that she's a writer, director, producer, all of that good stuff, but I want to get more deeper into who she is. So Dee Dee Banks Johnson is an American playwright, director, producer, storyteller, and actress, as well as a motivational speaker. In 2022, she created her alter ego Eve and became to began to develop biblical stories and named it from Eve's perspective. Dee Dee used TikTok and Instagram as one of her platforms. In March and May of 2023, she was offered the opportunity to minister in her local church at a woman's brunch and a Mother's Day tribute. In 2015, Dee Dee wrote and directed, produced, and acted in her first play, Pity Party. Johnson wrote the sequel to Pity Party entitled Don't Pity My Party for her second stage play in 2016. For her work in Pity Party, Johnson was able to give back to the community by creating a Finds Art Summers program and an active board member of East Point Promise Prevention, Coloration, and the Drug-Free Community. In 2018, while working as a director and producer, the middle school students were able to create and write their own play, The Other Side of Me, which was written by the students and performed and performed the play as a, at the college campus. In 2019, Johnson as assigned as an instructor, instructor at local middle high school to teach fine arts and character development. Later that summer, Dee Dee was an instructor for a summer enrichment camp for another middle high school fine arts drama class in which a video was created that was then. This is now edited and written by students and directed by Johnson. Dee Dee grew up in Gary, Indiana, with wonderful parents, Sarah, stayed at a stay-at-home mother, and her father, Earl Banks, worked in the steel mill industry. They raised 10 children successfully. Oh, she had to be counting. 
She majored in children in English and literature, liberal arts. Johnson was known as the class clown playing tricks on teachers. She thought she was through, through with school, but God had a different plan. Soon after giving her life to the Lord in 1988, she began to teach middle high school youth Sunday school. She knew that that was part of her assignment and felt that God had a sense of humor. She has been teaching and mentoring young and, young and women for 32 years. Johnson and her husband, Reggie, have dated in high school. And after 39 years, they reunited, reunited at a class reunion picnic in August of 2011 and were married in June 2012. Together, she has six children and seven grandchildren and her Shih Tzu puppy, Zoe. Her desire and one of her many dreams is to make her play Pity Party into a movie and a host a TV variety show that love that love story of she and Reggie reuniting would one day to be on the big screen. So let me get Didi in here. Amazing, amazing bio, amazing accomplishments. But she had to get to those accomplishments. So we're gonna learn about that. So let me get Didi in here. Welcome, Didi. Hi. It is an honor to have you here. Oh, I don't have any voice. What happened to your voice? Hold on. Oh, I got you. You got me? I got you. Right. So, so, Didi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me in. An incredible, incredible bio. But you had to get to that bio, right? It was a lot of hard work. So I'm going to start off how I start off all my shows. Who okay. was Didi as a little girl and who is Didi now? Didi as a little girl was, uh, uh, she's kind of the same person. She was a funny little girl. She always wanted to make people laugh. And uh, she, as in high school, I would do pranks on teachers, put tacks in their chairs and get in trouble while the other kids laugh. But um, now I just love to make people laugh and I'd love uh, being, letting them know that God is behind all of, all of this. If it wasn't for him, I would not be here. I'd probably be either in an institution, in my grave, or I don't, I don't have a clue. But without him, I know I would not be here, Liz. Yes. So Didi, as a little girl, do you see yourself as a grown woman with that inner child rushing for life and pushing for life, having that encouragement and that goal driven attitude as your childhood, like was that little girl in you pushing you to be who you are today? Yes. That little girl, she had a lot of fears and she went through a lot. She went through some things and that little girl taught this person how to persevere, to continue, no matter what. I don't know what I get. Now I know it's not I do. It, it was God using me to go through this. And I remember um, my ex-mother-in-law used to say that, you know, you're going through things, not for you, but for someone else. And I just could not get that. But now I understand that me as a little girl, some of the trials and tribulations that I went through, as a little girl, I was like, why am I going through this as a little kid? But had I not, I wouldn't be the woman who I am today. 
who are now pushing other young women and women my age and even older and then some younger to just go through, no matter what you're going through right now, it's not going to stay the same because God knows our future. He knows our destiny and we don't. So we just got to trust him. And that's one of the hardest things to do, Liz. Oh my God, is to trust somebody you cannot see. But he has done it for me, oh my God, thousands of times. And so I have no choice but not to trust him. Well, I like that you say God's using me because I say that all the time to my children too. You know, mommy had to go through what she had to in order to be that voice for somebody else out there. And my, my Oma told me years ago, Miss Liz, build the tea. And I never understood what she meant because I was just a little kid. But as I got older, I realized that she was serving me a life tea. And that's how we have to serve is we have to serve our stories. You know, sometimes we go through these stories, we go through hardships and we go down wrong roads and paths for a reason for in the future that we might not understand at the moment. Right. When we're all in that hardship, we're like, oh, like, does this ever get easy? Like, oh, does it ever stop? And then years later, you realize, oh, okay, this is why we did this. That's true. So, Didi, I want to get into your story. Uh, you shared a little bit in the back of stage before we went live. I want to get into the deep and the heavy story of where you were before and how you got to where you are today. So if okay. you don't mind sharing that a little bit with everyone. As I, as I said to you before, Liz, I started... <laughs> Way back, uh, like you said, my mom, it was a large family and, you know, we we lacked for nothing. You know, we didn't have a lot, but, you know, we didn't feel like we was poor. We just, that's what we were. But I never shall forget my journey. Um, I was, I was a little girl and then things happened. And so I was trying to stifle this feeling. And so I shall never forget a friend of ours. Um, my friend and I, we were sitting on her porch. It was cold. It was in the winter, girl. We were sitting on the porch and it was screen porch and it was snow all around us. And we out there, we had stolen a beer out of the refrigerator. And so I stole one of my dad's cigarettes, cool cigarettes. And we're on the porch drinking a beer and, and, uh, smoking a cigarette. And so we saw a friend of ours, our neighbor, and we asked, he said, how are you doing? I'm not going to mention his name. He's going on in. So he, he says, um, we asked him, what is he doing? And so he, he said, I'm, I'm getting ready. I said, we were like, what was that? He had a joint in his hand. We didn't know what it was. And we're like, give us that. He said, no, you roll your own. I said, we don't know what we're doing. So he he showed us what to do. So we fumbled this cold. So finally we got this little joint together. So we walked down the street. We were like at the beginning of the block and it's cold Liz, and there's snow all on the ground. So we walked down the street and we turned to the right and we go walk up the alley. Back then we had alleys and it was snow and ice everywhere. So we started smoking this joint. We was like, how do you do it? And he told us. So we, we did all of that. And Liz, so by the time we finished it, so we buried the little end of it. We call it brooches back then. We buried a little butt in the yeah, snow. Yeah, the little bunts. <laughs> we buried it in the snow. Like, we hope nobody find it. Like, they was going to figure it out it was ours, you know. So we walked back out. And by the time we got to the end of the, the uh, alley, 
Liz, I was lit. I was like, oh, I like this. Cause I was feeling like, oh, I could really be myself. So I, I walk, we walked back down the street to the house and it was time to go in and I was giggling and giggling. And my friend told me, she says, girl, you know your daddy in the house. And they used to call him Big Earl. So she said, Big Earl in there. And immediately I got sober. I'm like, okay, we got to get Big Earl. So I was like, okay, okay, I got this. So we, she walked me up to my room. And by that time, I was still just giggling. She's like, you better calm down. So I went to sleep. But Liz, that triggered me, that, that joint. It triggered me to want something different. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And that was a long road. And from that joint, it took me to smoking weed. Then I went to pills. And the pills, they had the downer pills, but I didn't like that. Because I passed out on my graduation night. Oh, <laughs> we had some weed. I passed out. And I didn't remember even talking to a friend of ours that called from Detroit. And he said that I passed out. And I, I and so I said, I don't like that. So I wanted something to make me talk. So then we went to the speed thing. And they would see us at school, Liz, and we dropped this little pill. And brrr, we was all over the place. And they're like, uh-uh, here they come, here they come. They, they are high on that stuff. And it's like that speed. So one of my teachers, an English teacher, I was high one day and she told me, and she asked me to write a story about this picture. And after I finished that picture and turned in the, um, finished my paper and turned in the paper and looking at the picture, she told me, she says, they call me Nisi back then. She says, Nisi, she says, I don't know where this is taking you, but you got a heck of imagination. She said, you need to use that. So I was like, okay, cool. So I didn't think anything else about it. And then I just began to, I couldn't sleep off the speed. So I would go in my closet in my room and shove clothes up under the door and steal my dad's cigarettes and smoke and write. In the closet. In the closet. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And I couldn't sleep. So when I finished finally calming down and crashing, then I'll go lay in the bed and it'd be time to get them to go to school. But anyway, I, I started that road with the speed. And then from there, it led me to cocaine. Oh, yeah. And um, moved from Gary, Indiana. Uh, no, I didn't know the Jackson 5. <laughs> Everybody said, did you know the Jackson 5? No, I didn't know the Jackson 5 because they were from Gary. So I went to California and um, in California, I met this guy and I didn't date him, but that was the first time I ever smoked crack. And when I took that one hit and I, I want to tell anybody who's out there struggling with crack, cocaine or any drug, the first hit is the hook. Because when I hit that pipe, it took my breath, but then it took me to a, a euphoria place that 
you can only get off the first high when you're sober. And that's the that's the detriment of it because people are trying to chase that first high. And you'll never get it again until you're sober. But the 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 bad part about it is that you're trying to get it while you're high. But you won't. So it's like a never and it's like a dog chasing his tail. You you can't get it. You just can't until you get sober and you don't have that in you to get sober. So it was it was it was a hard year, 7 years that I journeyed this, but I was a functional crackhead. I did not, <laughs> I didn't steal nothing. I would go to work. And it was like, I, I just never lost myself self because I had a daughter also. And then I didn't want her to see me go through that. So after that, I, I um, left California, went back to Gary and I realized I can't stay here. So I moved to San Antonio and still dabbling in that. And, and then finally, I got so depressed, Liz, that I wanted to take my life. So I called a friend of mine. I'll never forget her name is Sharon Dixon. I, wherever you are, Sharon, if you hear me, please, I've been trying to find you. But she told me to try Jesus. And at that time, we used to tease people who said they tried Jesus. We were like, oh, they tripping, you know, because this one friend of ours, he was like, we're like, you got to join. He's like, no, I got Jesus. We're like, oh, no, you can, you know, you can keep that. So when she told me, when she told me to try Jesus this time, I was at the end of myself, Liz. I, I was like, I don't know who else to try. I got to try this. I, I said, okay, what do you do? So she told me to go to church, blah, blah, blah. And I went. And long story short, fast forward, I met a guy who was my kid's father. And his dad was a pastor. His mom was a missionary. And Liz, I was like, I did not want to be bothering no preacher's son. I didn't even want to go to church. I was like, this ain't the way for me. Uh -uh. So... <laughs> Liz, I met this man and he was saying what he didn't do. And and I was like, okay. So I was like, well, maybe my mom said, maybe you 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 need to do something different. And I was like, yeah, because I felt like my life was leaving me. And it was. So we got married and um I was looking for I was looking for a joy. I was like, I need a joy. And I had moved, I had taken my sister to um Dallas. And she was living in this, the hood, straight hood, Liz. I can hear drug transactions going on through the wall. And I was like, are you going to stay here? She's like, yeah, I got, man, it's me and God. I'm like, girl, is that enough right up in here? You know, it was, it was bad. And so I told her, I said, I tell you what, if you're going to live here, then I'm going to go home and I'm going to get saved. And I drove to Dallas by myself to to be with her. And then I drove back and all the way home, God was dealing with me and I didn't understand what it was. So when I got back to San Antonio, I said, okay, one more time before I go get saved. So I'm looking, it was a Friday and I'm looking and I'm like, I couldn't find a joint anywhere. There's nobody, nobody had anything. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess not. So, and Stevie Wonder was coming to town. I'm like, nah, I got to get high right before, you know, get high. Go see Stevie because I love Stevie. Still haven't seen Stevie Wonder concert. Still haven't. So God blocked that. But anyway, I was like, okay. 
so I went to church, Liz, and I was all cute, thought I was cute, had my hair and had my hat on, and I was matching from head to toe. And my, it was a little bitty church, and it was in the choir stand with the men. They were having Sunday school, and the women was having Sunday school in the, on the pews. And so my mother-in-law, she began, she was teaching, and I was like, okay. And I was sitting there, I was cool. And all of a sudden, I started feeling weird. I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? And I felt like, and I kept looking at the back door, and I was like, what? You know? And I'm like, I know I ain't high because I ain't had nothing. <laughs> so I kept having this little conversation with myself, and it was like, I was like, God, what are you doing? I don't know what's going on. My mother-in-law, she was teaching. She says, like, don't you just sometimes feel like uh, you act one way this way and then you act another way around other people and you're wearing all these different hats? And I had a little head and I'm like, yeah. And uh, so she says, sometimes, and by this time, it was this, it was like I was having a conversation with the devil and the little angel on my shoulders. And the devil was saying, girl, you all right? You... And the angel was like, nope, today, Dee Dee, give your life to Christ. And I was like, oh, God, what are you talking about? And I'm looking at her and I'm looking at the door and I'm listening to these two voices and I'm really saying, oh, oh, I'm really tripping. I didn't have something that I was kicking. So, Liz, it was really scary, but this voice kept telling me, give your life to God. Give your life. And I was like, oh. Uh, and the devil said, girl, you got to go see Stevie. No, it's okay. You got one more time. You got... And all of a sudden, my mother-in-law, she says, don't you just get sick of yourself? And Liz, that was my trigger. She said, you get sick of yourself. And I said, I'm sick of myself. Liz, I don't remember anything. But all I knew is when we got finished, my hat was on one side of the church. My shoes was flat. I was sitting flat on my behind. <laughs> and I was saying, thank you, Jesus. And that day, March 27, 1988, I gave my life to Jesus. And I've been clean since. And sometimes, sometimes that's what we need, right, Didi? Is we need that awakening. You know, and it is like that little devil and the little angel telling us like, no, no, don't listen to that one thing. You can just slide out that door and get out of here there, you know, and especially when you're in church, you hear these two voices all the time. Yes. You know, don't listen to the sermon and hush, hush. And you're like, we got better things to do. You know, your mind gets all like, and then you're like, what's going on in church today? Like, what, what am I missing? Yeah. Because sometimes it comes back and it kind of pushes. It wants to see if we're going to stay where we need oh, to stay, yes. you know, it, it pushes us, it tests us. It, the Lord Jesus tests us all the time. He comes to us and he says, are you going to take that step today? Are you going to jump back into the old ways? Or are you going to stay the new way, the new path? Yes. I really, I, I really love the story because the story behind who you are, Didi, is a transformation of what happened to you and you falling down on, on, you know, in the church, shoes off. You you knew you were not going anywhere because your shoes were, you can't run without your shoes, girl. <laughs> you, you know, so he knew. He was like, take those shoes off and let's just, let's work on you here. Yes, uh, yes. You know, and I think your story was meant to happen, Didi, because you, you work with children and women now. 
yes. that have gone through it because you lived it. So you're able to give them that experience to move on and push through. Yes. I do see the suitcase that is in the video and the, and the logo that you gave me was life. So I want to get into why that suitcase and what does the word life mean to you? Yes. And two, Liz, before I go, and this is tied into that, um, in that, that vision that I was having in that struggle in church, the devil, the devil, the Lord showed me, he says, if you, he showed me in a car accident and I had died. And he said, if you don't get your life together today, give me your life today. This is what's going to happen. And that freaked me out and scared me. So it scared me, you know, like they used to have that show scared straight. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's what God is doing. He sends warnings and he says, warning, he'll send a warning. Pride comes before destruction and a haughty fall before I might've messed that up. But anyway, yeah. But what he's saying is this, we have to know when the warnings come is for us to make a change. And if not, and he'll send different warnings and he'll send some, some people get a lot. Some people don't, I don't understand. I don't know. But my life suitcase, I brought this little suitcase from a garage sale. <laughs> and it's an old Samsonite. So, you know, this is probably 100 years old itself. And I, I saw this suitcase. And I don't know, I use it for a prop, like a little thing for at home to decoration. But when I started doing my skits, I started putting my little makeup and stuff in there. But life there's no kind of life better than the life God can give you because we have to remember that what he does, he said, he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. Now we'll leave him and we'll wander off and we'll try to do it on our own. And we'll say, okay, God, I'll be back. He said, okay, I know you will. Cause I, I got this. You didn't make you. I went to the candy store for a few minutes. Exactly. <laughs> he'll let us do anything we desire to do but he knows we'll be back so he's like mm. and he knows how long it's gonna take we don't so the life that i give people is the word of god in my experience that's all i can give them all i can give them is what i know i can't give them anything i don't know so it's from experience and it's from him so that's what i do that's the new life that i give well, Didi, we can't we can't share what we don't go through, right? Exactly. Because all we're doing is giving more damage. We're that little devil that's just saying a bunch of stuff that we haven't even gone through, and then people and we're like, "Oh no, believe me, believe me, believe me," when we haven't even lived it. So how can we make people believe us if we haven't experienced it? And this is why I have guests on that share their personal stories because if you haven't lived it, you can't share it. Right. Because all you're doing is causing more damage. You're causing more breakage and division because people are like, well, you didn't go through it. So how dare you come at me and tell me? Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just really amazing how we go through so much challenges and obstacles in life. But we get to the other side and then we're, we awaken and we say, you know what? Thank you, Lord God. I, I, I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. But I know that the Holy Spirit lives within me and knows that he wants me to have this message out there today. You know, mm -hmm. for all the viewers and listeners out there, if you have any questions, just put them in the comments or send them to Miss Liz. But I want you guys to just look within yourselves. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And feel your cups. Feel your stories. And be proud of your stories. The hard times. Be proud of those hard times because that hard time, you might be struggling right now, right at this moment. And in five years, you might be changing someone's life with your story. Don't give up. That's right. Your stories matter. And that's where Didi is here. So Didi, I've never had a playwright on Tea Time. So could you tell the listeners out there, what is a playwright? A playwright is a person that they dibble and dabble and play, write in plays. And sometimes... You know, you may not know the whole formality or the fundamentals and basics. So you just write what you write it down and, and then you formulate it and you maybe have a professional to do it, to help you with it and to construct it right. But it's writing a story, a play or a skit or an experience down that and then getting your name on there and making sure you go through the perfect channels to get it done. So, Didi, I'm Didi. I'm gonna say yes. Hop off for two minutes, and I will take care of it while you go and and do that for two minutes, and we'll be right back. Be right back. All the the listeners and viewers out there, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, subscribe to the channel. We also have Didi on on Instagram. She's on TikTok. She's on YouTube. She's and check out subscribe follow because you just never know what difference you actually make when you just give a quick subscribe a quick follow a quick comment on on something that you like you might be making yourself a new friend you might be opening a door of opportunity and that and you might change someone's life you might even change your life by just going and clicking and liking and seeing a video that you might have needed to just get you to the next step because sometimes that's what we need in life we just need to like things and follow things you know you follow god sends us in different paths and he makes you follow somebody and you're like how why am i following this person why do i like this person it's because god wants you to go in that direction for a reason only he knows why he puts us on these journeys and we just got to start trusting him so uh <clears throat> well welcome back Didi. and, oh, and <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to skip out and you just got to do something and you stop and then you got to just slide back in. And that's what my show is all about. It's home style. Like if the doorbell rang, you got to go get the door, you go get the door, okay. you know, Thank um, you so much. <laughs> but did he, <laughs> I'm glad that you're back. So yeah, a playwright. Uh, so some of the plays that you play, uh, you've uh, written and directed, how was that for you? Liz, they have been life-changing and it's always something that i've gone through it's something that god has done for me and i said if god in it if you can't let me talk about god then i don't want to be a part of it so i'm just sorry no i'm not sorry it's just the way it is but (laughs) this i want to get into that i'll let you finish but i want to get into that sorry thing yeah So it's like, 
the inspiration came, sad to say, I was going through a divorce. 23 years marriage, this first play. And I had done things before. Like I said, when I was in high school, I did the, I started writing for this little newspaper at home in, in Gary. And I was so proud. And then I would do little things and, and just other little projects that I did. But the skits, the acting was always, because I always wanted, like I said, I was always silly. I always like to make people laugh. But I had done this skit right at the beginning of this divorce. And I was so bitter. I was angry. I was mad. I was, I felt all this stuff. And I realized that I was just having a pity party. And and the thing, the skit was like, you know, I was by myself and I said, let me call and invite some people because I had my little joint. I had a little, you know, a little fake bag of liquor. So I was going to invite them over. We was going to have a party. And nobody came. And I, everybody I called, I called depression. And she said she didn't want to come. I called angry. She said she didn't want to come. I called pride. He said he didn't have time. And so at the end, I just, I got a phone call and the call was from God. And it said, you know, Dee Dee, ain't nobody covered to this party but you. Pity parties is only about you and your emotions. Yep. And maybe your the things that you've gone through. Maybe, you know, I'm not denying that you've had uh, abuse. I ain't denying that. I didn't have physical, I had mental and emotional abuse. And it wasn't all from him. It was from me, too. I'm not blaming everything on him because, you know, we all have it. It's always a two-way street. So these things happened. And, Liz, it was like I didn't know what to do with it. So I put it in this skit. And then later, my friends kept saying, you need to do something with that. That's just too, you really. So, And then, you know, like I, I said, he told me at the end, nobody's at this party but you. So pity parties is all about you and you have to either give it to God or stay in that mess. So I, I decided to give it to God and here I am. Well, I like that you brought that up pity parties because it is just us, right? There's nobody that wants to deal with any of our pity parties. When we're having a hard day and we're just like hard on ourselves and everything, everybody's like, get over it. Come on, right. get, snap out of it. Da, 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 da. But when we're in a pity party, we don't care about nobody. It's about us. It's about Right in the moment, this is what I feel. This is what I'm going to do until we say, oh, okay, so I'm alone. Right. What do I do? Do I stay this way or do I change? You know, and we all have pity parties. We all have our cry moments where we just like, ah, it's all my fault, you know. But I really like, Didi, that you had mentioned that it takes two people in a relationship. You know, whether we have good marriages or bad marriages, there's two people in that relationship and we both have to take our accountability and responsibility because it wasn't two people. It wasn't one person that built the relationship. It was two. So two people have to take accountability, you know, whether one takes it right away or one takes it 10 years down the road. Eventually there is going to be some accountability on what has happened. Now you were saying you were sorry. I, I want to get into this because people who have gone through abuse or any form of addictions, they say the word sorry a lot. It's our guard to say, oh, I'm sorry. 
oh, I'm sorry, you know, oh, excuse me. You know, because we're in that mind frame of we did something wrong. Something was our fault. So we apologize for it. But sorry is also a positive word because you caught yourself right away. And that's why I said I wanted to come back to the story because you caught yourself. You were like, no, I'm not sorry. Like, you know, and that's where the realization comes in when you transform your life. When there's transformation, you recognize it and you can say, uh -uh, nope, we're not going down there again. That little guy over here, he's gone. Like, boom, he's gone. And, and I, I really love that you caught yourself, Didi, because for all the listeners and viewers out there, sometimes we have to catch ourselves. Yes. You know, we have to be the role model and example for ourselves. Right. And this morning show, we talked about mental health and you also talked about trying to take your life. So there was some mental health issues as well. Do you struggle with mental health il illnesses, Didi? No, I don't now. I did before because I, I didn't know. I didn't have a purpose. I didn't know God. You know, we grew up in a family and we went on, what was that, CME Christmas, Mother's Day and Easter, you know. And then my mom, she had a Jehovah Witness background. And we would go to the Kingdom Hall. We had Bible study. But my dad, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't care for it. Number one, it didn't celebrate Christmas, you know. And he and we went to his mom's and dad's church. It was a Methodist church. Um, and so I would see, I would go and my and into it's it's God is such a trip. I'm sorry. That is God is he it would be these two little ladies in church. And one of them was short and kind of stocky, and the other one was tall and thin. And every time I would go to my grandma's church, these two little ladies, they would get happy. And they would just scream, and I would laugh, and they would feel the spirit. And I didn't know what they were doing because I was a little girl. So I was like, this is too much. This, I just love it. And my mom would look at me and my dad was like, I'm going to get you. And I'm like, please don't want me. So I stopped real quick. <laughs> I didn't understand. I was like, I don't know why they're screaming. Why are they screaming? But they were, they were crying for joy. And so when I understood how the spirit can come and he'll, you'll lift your hands and you're like, I didn't mean to do that. Or you might begin to cry and just like it happened to me. So I, I didn't know what that was until God had to do it to me. And so a lot of times, you know, like I said, if it ain't about God, because I wouldn't be here, you know, if it wasn't for that conversation that he and I had personal in the church, you know, with the little two little people <laughs> trying to talk to me and, you know, you see it and then and then you realize, wow. How real he is. He is so real. You know, like the things that's going on today. He's already told you what it was going to be. So, how Right? And then you're wondering, why am I meeting this person today? It's like when you skipped out, I was like, you know, sometimes we have to follow people. We have to reach out to a certain person because he knows why we're going there. Exactly. We don't. We're like, oh, why would I follow that person? Like, why would like, I'm not into what they're doing and their content or whatever. But no, there's a reason for it. Mm. And sometimes it's not always a good reason. Sometimes it's a message that we need to have 
in order to get to the next step. That's you right. know, we need a couple bad broken steps to get to the good steps. If yeah. we don't have them, then we're not going to get over to the other good side. We yeah. have to have that journey. We all have a story. We all have a journey, right? right? So, Didi, if I give you the letters T-E-A, what give me for your T today? Okay, my T is, number one, I'm thankful. The T is for being just thankful. I'm so thankful to God for everything that I went through. You know, I used to say, I'm just thanking him for the good. No, I'm thanking him for the bad. Because if it wasn't for the bad, I, I'd like I said, I know I wouldn't be here, you know. Okay. And it's like... You know, you look back and you say, wow. But the T is for thankful. The E is for encouragement. Encouragement. If you cannot encourage nobody, leave them alone. <laughs> I mean, you know, I love it. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. And then you go somewhere, you go sit down somewhere, you know? Yeah, and go sit and go, go over there and sit on that side. Go somewhere. Go, go sit down. Go sit down. Encouragement. We we and I'm learning that. You know, I have my daughter here right now from Georgia, and that's what I, I just want to be her cheerleader. And sometimes we can we can help people from that suicide by just encouraging them and tell them you look beautiful, or or I love you. God loves you. Something to encourage them, and also experience. If you've had experience in an area that somebody's struggling with, that's your time. Like you said, don't hold back. Don't be afraid to to share your ugly with people because they your ugly might be the ugly that they need to hear to help them because they might have the same thing. So stop being afraid to be yourself. Just do it. And the A is for achieve. Achieve the greatness that God has given you. And it ain't gonna happen overnight. Everything is a process, which I did not like. I was like, oh, when I was going through the divorce, a friend of mine who's a pastor, he says, Well, Didi, it's gonna be a process. And I'm like, I don't wanna go through that. Just take away. I don't wanna miss nobody. I don't wanna <laughs> like everybody. Just wanted to just disappear. <laughs> he says, Sis, it ain't gonna happen. And I was like, Come on, Elder. And now I thank my ex. I said, Thank you for leaving, you know? <laughs> you were going, I'm sitting somewhere. <laughs> I think he was probably like, girl, shut up. But because I had to go through that to find myself. Because, yeah. you know, I'm going to say this really quick. I know we don't have a lot. But Liz, when being a mother, for 23 years, I was somebody's mom. For 23 years, I was somebody's wife. For 23 years, I was somebody's church this, or it was all, but I forgot who I was. And I lost me. And a lot of women out there, you losing you because you're so consumed with other people. And it's God first, you, your husband, then your family, then the other people. But if you don't take him first, you lost in the beginning. So. I can't tell you nothing else. 
right? So, it's a temple, right? The te understanding the temple. If you don't understand a temple, then you're going to struggle. You're going to be, but you know what? Sometimes we have to tell those ex-husbands, you know, just go sit somewhere else because you ain't encouraging me anymore. <laughs> and thank you for coming, but no thank you for, you know, and move along. Yes. But I find that some of us have to get married in order to have that story to show people that marriage is not happiness. Happiness is within yourself. If you lose yourself, how can you make a marriage happy? How can you make anything happy? How can you make your children happy if you're not happy? Right? And 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 this is where we have to do that transformation. We have to take that journey. We have to have that pity party. We have to throw it and say, you know what? Eh, I, I, I hate my life right now. Ah, I'm not encouraging anybody. So I'm going to take a time out. I'm going to sit here until I figure it out, you know? <laughs> and, and then we move on and we carry on and, and that. And Didi, I'm really glad that I got to meet you because, you know, until you meet somebody, you don't actually understand a person. You don't understand their story. Sometimes you get a text message or you get a, a, an email and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's nice. But you know what I mean? Until you meet the person, you actually connect with the person and join together, you sometimes are missing a great opportunity. You are missing a great time to connect and network with each other. And Didi, you, like, you're blowing me away. I love your character. I love your attitude because you're like a straightforward, blunt girl. That's the way I like it. I like people that That's are just good. like, you know what? You're not oh. encouraging me. Go and take a seat. Like, get over there. I don't need that. I've had that already. Just go <laughs> sit down. Go somewhere. So, Didi, I want to get into a couple more questions, and then we're going to wrap it up because we are getting close to it. But I asked you your favorite color, and you gave me the color red. So why red? You know... I liked it because it was bright. You could be seen. I have always wanted to be seen. I love attention. And I can't say what I want to say, but on your show, <laughs> I used to be. Beep, beep. <laughs> I liked it because I felt like my flaws, everybody saw them. So I would try to do away with that. But I love the the color red and it just brought boldness and and then now I like it because it's the blood of Jesus It's the color you know you put the red blood on but he turns you white as snow and like that's his chemical laboratory so that red that's my color I, I love it and I like that little <laughs> if anybody wants to know what that is and you, you have to reach out to Dee Dee <laughs> I'll share it with you And I asked you for one word to describe yourself as a person, and you gave me jo jovial. Jo jovial. Jovial. That means happy, jolly. You know, I love making being happy. But you did mention, you know, it's not it's not up to anybody to make you happy because that ain't the word. That that is not nothing to do with it. Covenant is marriage, and and also happy is a is like you said, it's a state of being. You know, because you can be happy now and then later on, an hour later, you're sad about something. So it's not about happy, but it's about joy. And jovial makes you, makes people want to hear what you have to say. And it's it it encouraging. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, I'm coming for you. 
<laughs> I went to a job, it was a job interview. They said, what do what are people go to see? I said, I like to make, I like to have fun. And my girlfriend says, dude, you don't go to work to have fun. I was like, oh, maybe that's why they didn't call me back. <laughs> like going to church right you feel the music and you want to you want to get into it right you feel the spirit of it you know life is so heavy and we go through so many heavy things we gotta have some fun i go laugh every day i have to every day yeah it, it, it it's truly like if we don't laugh at the hard times what are we really laughing at right exactly you know I always tell everybody when things get too heavy for me, I start to giggle because I get scared. And then I'm just like, I'm just going to giggle it off. Cause if I giggle it off, it might get lighter. It might just go away. Right. And then I just like this crazy fruitcake. That's just laughing and giggling to myself. Right. And then the moment is passed and everybody's just trying to figure me out. Well, those three minutes of me laughing took the moment away. So, right. you know, sometimes we just got to do that. So I want to get into before we wrap up, you have a second husband, correct? Yes. So how did you mix, you miss mm. Mr. Prince Charming at a picnic reunion? Reggie and I, you said I have to mess with my hair. <laughs> <laughs> he was a Prince Charming. I love that guy. <laughs> oh my God. We, we used to date in high school for a little bit. And he was always a gentleman. He was, to me, he was a gentleman. And so I'm at the picnic and, you know, I'm going through the divorce, just ended my divorce rather. So I'm a little angry. So I had started back drinking and I was a little tipsy at the picnic and I was ready to go. <laughs> and who walks in the picnic? Had muscles, cut off shirt. And he asked my brother him. My brother was really close. I'm going to hurry up. He, they were really close and they played football together. So he'd ask my brother. He said, hey, man, where's your sister? How you doing? He said, there she is. And I couldn't see because the sun. And then I was a little tipsy, like I said. And he hadn't delivered me all the way yet. <laughs> so I was like, oh, what's that? And so here he comes. And he was bow-legged. And he walked up with all these muscles. And his bald head shining. And I was like, oh my God. And he hugged me and it was like, oh Lord. And then he said something to me, Liz. He says, if I had known then what I knew what I know now. No, first he said, please forgive me if I hurt you in the past. I'm sorry. If I had known then what I know now, we'd be together. We'd have been together. And I was like, and we've been together ever since. So that's been 12, it'll be 12 years next year. But yeah. you know, again, Didi, it goes back to the travel and the journey, right? If you guys would have got together, then would you be together today? No, you sir. know? And that's why it happened the way it did. You know, these are the reasons why people come into our lives and then boom, they, they disappear and then they come back and they're like, you know what? I'm really sorry. Yeah. And, and there's nothing to be sorry about. It was God's timing. It was, yes. it wasn't right at that time. These right. things had to happen in order to, you know, process mm -hmm. and all that. So did you, any final messages? Well, that you, you and connected you. I didn't, can you repeat that? Because you went, you froze up a little bit. Oh, did I? So, 
what final message do you have for everybody and how can people reach you and all that? I'll get you to say them out loud for the yeah. audio people because not everybody gets to see the video, the audio people, you guys don't get the film. I'm sorry. I, I, maybe in, in 10 years from now, we'll do the video through audio somehow with the AI. But until then, you're getting the audio. All right. Well, I just, you can reach me at, the reason I'm here is because, you know, it's, you know, like I said, Eve, I believe, you know, Adam and Eve, that was Adam and Eve. That's all I know that was in the garden. All this other stuff, I don't, I don't have a comment on, that's not my thing. But I, I, I chose Eve at this point because Eve got picked on a lot. Everybody talked about Eve. And so I was like, nobody's in her defense. So I was like, I'm going to stand up for Eve. So I, I do the, what they call the ghetto Eve part, you know. <laughs> so, because everybody talked about Eve. So I, I come in there for her defense. I'm like, y'all been talking about me for all my life. All y'all like, y'all don't, that's why you got something bad to say. If it wasn't for Eve, but if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't even be here. Okay. So, you know, so I, I'm the type, I want to, to express God's word in a form that anybody can receive it. Anybody can understand, make it as plain for little kids to understand. I got little kids at church and I said, is that Eve? <laughs> you know? So I want people to know that God's word is true and it don't have to be sad and oh, hell and fire all the time, brimstone, but it's a chuckle because it's who we are. We're human, we're gonna make mistakes. We are, we're not perfect in this. We'll never be perfect in our flesh. We'll be perfect in God's yep. eyes, but never in our flesh. So to all of you, know that as long as you're living, God is not through with you. And you got a chance today to get it right. And that is always, God, I, I messed up. I'm wrong. I did this. Tell God about it. If you don't tell anybody, but if it's somebody that you really need to go to and tell them that you're sorry, do it. It, it is, it's not that hard. And it'll make you, and it's not for them, it's for you. And it's not what you feel, but it's what your heart is telling you to do. You know, a lot of people have, they're sick now. There are, some of them are sick, some of them have died because of unforgiveness. And that is so detrimental to our soul and our spirit and our life so get rid of it and go sit down <laughs> <laughs> right you ain't encouraging anymore go over to the other side <laughs> there's a chair over there we promise <laughs> there's a chair waiting for you <laughs> <laughs> right so Didi, if they would like to reach out to you where, what is the best platform to catch you on well i love church so you can catch me at um miss d's drama i'm on instagram under miss d's drama i am on tiktok um d johnson presents i am on facebook under dd banks johnson and I I and I wrote I wrote my first play um, on YouTube and it's under D Johnson no Miss D's Productions slash Pity Party and that and I'm I'm Patty Patty was a crackhead so go see Patty Patty is <laughs> wig out <laughs> yes. hey. 
You know, and that's what we need. We need more. We need people that are just open and honest and straightforward. You know, we all have stories. We all have gone through things. Stop being ashamed. Like Didi says, stop being ashamed. Share your ugly. We need ugly stories out there so that we can make a difference together. And that's why we do tea time is we get those ugly stories out there. And we have some fun. We have some laughs. We get a little deep. God and we... the beauty of it. So all of it, it ain't ugly. Right? So, Didi, I really want to thank you for joining me. And I really want to thank uh, Constance Woolard for introducing me to you. Uh, yes. Big shout out to Constance. Uh, she was also a Tea Time guest. So you can check out Constance Tea Time also on the YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, Constance was on in season three and four. So you want to check that out. Yes. Uh, and for this Tea Time... For all the listeners and viewers out there, if you're watching a replay, please push hashtag replay where you're tuning in from. And if you feel that this tea time resonates with you, share it with someone. It only takes one person. And that one person goes to the next person and the next person. And that's how we spill and the flow of tea in this house is we make a difference by sharing stories, by sharing the guests, engage with them. All of their information is always in the description box. Check that out. If you can't reach them, you can always reach me and I will connect you. If you want them as speakers, if you want them as a guest on your podcast, I share my guests. They're not all mine. I don't keep them in a cookie jar. I share them. So I'm more than happy to give you their contact information. And if they would like to align with you, that is up to them. I leave it for them. So I don't play the little devil and the little angel. I put them together and they decide. They decide right. where they're going. If they take their shoes off and stay or if they're not taking their shoes off, right? right? So Didi, I really want to thank you. I want to thank the listening audience and the participants who have sent questions during it. Um, during the conversation, uh, many of the questions got answered. Uh, and that's what I like. I like when we have a flow of conversation, when the questions are coming in and they're getting answered through our conversation. Uh, you know. Sometimes we just got to keep, just got to keep the conversation going because the answers will come within. So again, I want to thank everybody. I will be back tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the last tea time of this Thursday. And then I'll be back next Thursday with three more guests, three new TEAs. If you'd like to check out who's coming on in November, check out Miss Liz's website, check out the Facebook page. All of that stuff is there, RSVP, and you will get them all. Until then, I will see everybody at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the last tea time of November 2nd.